Have you been scrolling through many, many, many film podcasts thinking there's far too many of these? Or have you been thinking there's something missing? There's something we're not quite getting. A waffler from Northern England reviewing films, for example. Welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. No politics, no pandering, no point. It's time. Yep, like I said, it's time. Time to finally watch Star Wars for the first time in my life. Now, in all honesty, I did see Rogue One a few years ago. And I had friends say to me, you're off your head to watch that before you watch any of the others. I never really fancied Star Wars. I know there's not many people out there, but there's a few, a fair few, who think, I just I don't fancy it. For whatever reason, you'd think for me it would be perfect. I love sci-fi. I was brought up on Star Trek, the original series, Next Generation, uh, the other one, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, you know, as I grew up. Star Wars, not really. Never watched it. My dad never watched it. Never really fancied it. I, you know, I, I know a lot more than I should about Star Wars in terms of when you read a lot of pop culture, it comes up a lot in spoofs and YouTube videos, all that kind of thing. But I'd never actually sat down and watched them. People had said to me, my friend had said to me, you, you, love, uh, you love Harrison Ford, you love Indiana Jones. How have you never seen him as Han Solo? I was like, I've just never seen him, never fancied it. And I thought, now was the time. So here we go. First ever viewing of Star Wars A New Hope. It starts off. Just just before I start, the people who have seen Star Wars before, and who love it to bits, sorry if I butcher it a little bit, if I don't know the names of some planets and that kind of thing, I'll get there. I can't wait to watch the second one, and I can't wait to watch the third one. Because I've got the original trilogy on DVD. Which I've just bought new. For the people who haven't seen it, like myself, this should be quite easy for you to understand a little bit. But I wouldn't listen to this. I'd go away and watch it, and then come back and listen. Because this film's well worth a listen. Okay, so it starts off with the text. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Episode 4 A New Hope. It's a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil galactic empire during the battle rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the empire's ultimate weapon the death star an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet pursued by the empire's sinister agents princess leia races home aboard her starship uh, something something of the stolen plans they can save her people, or custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom of the galaxy. It's got the very rousing music behind it that we've all heard before, but it doesn't take away from it. Um, you see a planet with two moons, beautiful model shot. Although I will say, the copy I've got, I think is the 2004 remastered. Because there's added bits in it. I've done a bit of research because I could see there was CGI every now and again. And I thought this doesn't make sense if this is 1977. 
And I do know a little bit about how many versions there've been through one of my friends, and uh, especially the Jabba the Hut scene where he hand solos and the CGI is a bit ropey or very ropey. So uh, there will be times where I, I kind of there's models on the Anyway, you see a smaller spaceship getting hit by this larger triangular spaceship. Now the smaller spaceship layers the larger one is one of the empires we see c-3po this like golden android saying oh they've hit the main reactor r2d2 is this like little white and blue robot on three legs and um, like a little dustbin type thing the rebel rebels versus the stormtroopers the action's really good the background music's beautiful um darth vader walks through that famous entrance he's tall he's imposing Played by David Prowse, I believe. He's voiced by James L. Jones. Beautiful voice. Uh, Princess Leia presses a button on R2-D2, but you don't see what she said. And then the she gets captured, and she says the Death Star plans aren't... Oh, no, no, no. I'm not at that bit yet. So the, the Stormtrooper is looking for the Death Star plans, and they tell Darth Vader they're not here. Darth Vader's got one of the rebel guys up against the wall by his neck, and he's saying, look, where are the plans? And he chokes the guy and the guy. Uh, the guy falls on dead. And he tells them, like, tear the ship apart. Then they shoot Leia, uh, the stunner, and capture her. R2-D2 and C-3PO um, get away in the escape pod. R2-D2 talks in, like, beeps and whistles. Uh, C-3PO can understand him. Um, he... And he, they've got like a lovely relationship. Apparently, there was lines written, like quite with a lot of profanity, a lot of swearing for R two D two. But they got they got switched like whistles and bells. But apparently, the lines from C three PO still reflect that, which is why he's quite surprised a lot of the time. And C three PO is just so fussy, and you know, don't you call me a philosopher, you overweight heap of grease. R2-D2 is beeping about a secret mission. C-3PO doesn't have a clue what he's on about. And they go off in the the uh, skate pod and it doesn't get shot at by the, Rebel, uh, by the Empire because they say oh, there's no life forms aboard. Darth Vader it says to Leia, you weren't on a mercy mission this time. And she's saying, yeah, we're a member of the diplomatic senate on the way to Alder, uh, Alderaan. And she's, he says, no, you're a rebel. He says, they must have hidden the plans in the escape pod. Get after it. We see this desert planet. A desert planet. Jesus, not desert. It's not made out of Blamange, Christ. Desert planet. My writing. <laughs> um, R2-D2 um, says, all oh, my rusts are almost frozen. And he says, I'm not going that way. Like, he's a proper fusspot. He says to C-3P, I'm not going that way. And he says, oh, you need a sighted scrap heap. And he kicks him and walks off in the other direction. And they go separate ways. C-3PO goes past like a dinosaur fossil, which apparently it was a dinosaur fossil of a Diplodocus that had been used in a film before, which was a nice little nice little touch. Because I gather this film didn't have a massive budget. Uh, so they used stuff um, as and when they could get it, really. R2-D2 goes between these canyons and there's these red-eyed hooded figures watching him 
and they hit R2-D2 with some kind of electric pulse and he falls on his flat on his face. And I thought at this point it was, oh, C-3PO sees a transport in the, in the distance where he is. And I thought it was quite brave of a film actually to invest so much time following two machines. I can, especially one that doesn't talk. It's, it's not something I think you see a lot of because it's, it's a risky thing to do because it falls. The film soars or falls on their performances. And given you can't see either of their faces, it's just one guy's voice, another guy beeping. But they carry it off really well. They carry off R2-D2 um, and put him up a... To go to this transport, he gets taken up a shoot. R2-D2 reactivates. There's other robots there. And C-3PO's there. The stormtroopers, one's riding like a big lizard. That CGI was a little bit ropey as well. Um, because it was at this point I was thinking, right, this must be one of the remastered versions. Um, the stormtroopers are tracking the robots. The cinematography for the planet with the two suns, uh, the two moons and everything. Two suns, two moons. See what I mean? Um, is absolutely beautiful. It's like a sunset shot. C-3PO's like, oh, will this never end? We see Luke and his... Um, I thought it was his mum and dad at first, but it's his auntie and uncle. His uncle, um, his uncle wants a, a robot that, or an android that translates Vochi. And he says, I'll take them and get them uh, cleaned up. Obviously, they're kept together, R2-D2 and C-3PO. R2-D2, no. C-3PO gets like an oil bath and he's like, I'll oh, thank the maker. This oil bath is going to feel so good. His, his personality is quite well drawn. And uh, you see how Luke's quite jaded about being so far from it, what he considers anything interesting. Lives with his aunt and uncle and they're, they're like farmers. And he says to R2-D2, no, C-3PO, sorry, you know of the rebellion. And C-3PO like interprets what R2-D2 is saying for him. A hologram comes out of R2-D2 saying, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. They try and brush it off and say, oh, it's a malfunction. It's like really old data. Uh, Luke says, oh, she's beautiful. Um, and we see that he says, there's a Ben Kenobi. And his uncle says, oh, he's an old hermit. He lives beyond the June Sea. And it, this is when I figured out, oh, it's his aunt. And Obi-Wan died around the same time as your father. And Luke tries to ask his uncle, oh, what happened to my father? And his uncle's like, forget it. He says, I need you for the harvest. You can't go to the academy next year. Because we, we hear that Luke's quite an accomplished pilot. And we see this later on. And the ants, after Luke like walks off, the ants says to... The uncle, look, Luke's not just a farmer, Owen. He has too much of his father in him. And his uncle's like, yeah, that, that's what worries me. You see the two suns setting. And the music and the cinematography was, was absolutely amazing. I, I, I understand why people hold this film up as being one of the best ever. Although I've heard, like, from my friend, he likes the second one better. Um, is it Return of the Jedi? He loves that one which would be episode five, I think. And at this point, I was thinking, damn it, like, I'm really enjoying this. 
um, my friend will be so smug listening to this. You know you will. I know how smug you are. You're going to laugh in my face when you hear how much I enjoyed it because I've not wanted to watch this. I've put off watching this. For how long have I known you? Six years. I've known my friend and he's wanted me to watch it for years. The the original trilogy, not so much the later ones. Um, and I, yeah, it, I was really enjoying it. And it, I had to stop myself from bouncing straight onto the second one. I thought, no, no you've got the magic of seeing them for the first time. You're never going to get it again. Draw it out. We then see the sand people. These are the hooded figures. Uh, they're on like a big yak type creature with horns, which I gathered were elephants with like a coat of them, which I, I thought was quite good. Um, R2-D2 is gone. He's talking about his mission. Uh, he was on about his mission and he's left. Uh, the set design is very impressive as well. The house, the kind of sand hut that... Um, Luke's aunt and uncle and himself living. Uh, they go off in the sand cruiser, I think it's called, to try and find him. Uh, C3PO and Luke. They find him. The sand pe people attack. Luke knock him out. C3PO faints. Um, R2D2 hides in like a little cave. A man shouts at the sand people in, I think, their language, scares them off. Uh, and it's Ben Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he says, it's strange, I've never seen such devotion in an android. And I, I loved how all, all the characters, but Ben Kenobi and Luke the, and the aunt and uncle, all the characters in it and the, and the robots are all they're so measured, they're so understanding, they're so human, they're so natural in the way they react. There's no overacting, there's no playing it for laughs there's no no it's real pathos you know it's not just this beautiful looking and well acted and uh well actioned film it's it's acted really well it makes me a little bit gutted not that i have to see the next couple um but that you know you see how high you start and see how high and how good the films are i don't really want to watch it decline I understand. I don't want, you know, I'll give the prequels trilogy a go. But even those, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about. I certainly don't want to give the modern ones a watch. Because I've got friends whose uh, film opinions I rate very highly who have said, don't, don't do it. Don't watch them. So I won't. Um, yeah. So... Obi-Wan Kenobi, he's, he's shocked. He says, I haven't heard Obi-Wan um, in years. And he says, it's... it's and then I thought, oh, it's Ben. Um, and he says, I haven't, you know, I haven't... Uh, am I writing? Anyway, he, he hasn't used that name since before Luke was born. And he said, I've certainly never owned a droid, so I don't know why Atudit is looking for me. C-3PO's lost an arm in the fall. Well, he hasn't lost it. Like, it's fell off. Um, And he says, my uncle didn't fight in the Clone Wars. And Ben says, well, that's what he told you. And he said, the best. he said, I heard you're the best star pilot in the galaxy. 
Um, ben uh, Obi Wan gives Luke his father's lightsaber, which is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. The Guardians of Peace in the Old Republic before the Empire. Uh, he says Darth Vader was a pupil of Ben. He betrayed your dad and killed him. And you find out the Jedi are almost extinct. This is another thing the film's very good at: the, the world building. It's very very hard to make a film about a new especially if there's no book adaptation it's very difficult to make a world populate the world with the rules and the the civilities of that world and the injustices of that world and the, the set up the organizations with it's hard to describe <laughs> let alone do but it's hard to do that and pull it off well and this this film absolutely does it um it does it naturally gives you bits it doesn't treat you like you're stupid it gives you information and it lets you see how how well this this world has been thought out so respect to George Lucas for that where was I up to yeah okay and then he says Darth Vader was seduced by the dark side of the force and the force is, is this mythical thing that's around us all uh, General Kenobi says years ago, oh yeah, so they, they replayed the full message from R2-D2 and it's Leia, Princess Leia and she's saying, General Kenobi, years ago you helped my father, my ship is under attack, uh, deliver this message to my father on Alderaan Luke uh, he then says to Luke, Luke, you must learn the way of the force and I loved the fact that Luke isn't like, yeah I'd love to He's got loyalty, he's got integrity, he says, Look, I can't get involved. I hate the Empire. But what, what can I do from here? At? How will I explain this to my uncle? And he sees he's torn between loyalty to his uncle and the man who's raised him and his auntie. And he needs to help him on the farm and that kind of thing. But he's between this great adventure, and I love the fact he says, No, I, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't. Because that is what the majority of people would be like. They wouldn't just run off and say, oh, yeah, I'll go and do this. Because if your family needs you and they've brought you up, your parents have been long gone, then that is how you would be. You wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I'll just shut off with this guy that I've known for like a couple of hours. It, it wouldn't happen. The Rebel Alliance are on the um, the Rebel, the triangular, big triangular ship. Um they're talking about how the old republic's been swept away. Uh, fear will keep them in line. And I was thinking, oh, are they on the Death Star? But I don't know why I thought that. Just because it's like a circular room. But I think it's just the nature of the room. They're talking about the power of the Force. Um, you see this? I can't read my writing. What? Because I, do, I don't pause the film to watch, so I'm like scribbling notes alongside. And my writing's not great anyway. Um, the, the way it looks. You said, oh, yeah, so, and people are, the people in the council are quite, quite derided, uh, derivative of this, uh, of this force. One of the guys says to Darth Vader, you said devotion to that old religion uh, would help. It hasn't helped us so far. And I've written again, the world is so competently constructed. Darth Vader starts choking this guy from a distance using like his finger and his, uh, his forefinger and and he says to the guy, I find your lack of faith disturbing. 
And Peter Cushing, who plays... I always mix this name up. He plays... People will be shouting it now. He plays, he plays, he plays... The leader. I can't remember his name. It'll come back. Yeah, it'll come back later on. And he says, Vader enough, release him. Tarkin. Grand Moff Tarkin. That's it. Uh, we see, oh, the hooded figures are Jawas. Um, we find that the Imperial troops have slaughtered them. And Luke, they find the transport. And, he, and Luke's like, oh, God, they could have traced my uncle. Found out who bought um, the droids. He gets to his uncle's farm. It's a blaze. Um, his Aunt Maru and his uncle Loin. Um, they just burnt skeletons outside the hut. He looks away at it. The acting is quite impressive, given uh, that he's a young Mark Hamill. I don't know how old he was in this, but he's not particularly old. Um, the way it's filmed is beautiful. Um, and then we cut back to Leia, and she's about to be injected. Um, we don't know by what. Turns out to be a mind probe. Ben says to Luke, there's nothing you could have done. Um, and Luke says, there's, you know, there's nothing for me here now. I want to, I want to learn the old ways. And I... I genuinely don't think that he would have left his aunt and uncle. He's he's forced into this situation by what happens. And I didn't think, I was surprised that his aunt and uncle were killed so quickly. We see uh, this space part where, where Ben and um, Luke go and Ben's like, oh, it's, it's a place of scum and villainy. And this is when I was thinking, oh, this remastered CGI, the 2003-ish, it sticks out a bit. But not, not enough to take you out of the film, but every now and again you think, oh, that doesn't look great. Um, you see uh, Obi-Wan uses uh, mind powers on some of the stormtroopers, saying, oh, you don't need to see his ID. No, we don't need to see his ID. The cantina scene, the creature designs are, uh, are brilliant, the music's brilliant. We see Chewbacca at the bar. Uh, the bartender's like, "Hey, we don't, we don't serve their kind in here. You're, you're androids. They've got to go." So they go outside. R two D two and C three P O. And I thought, oh, that they're still prejudiced, even in a world as uh, different as this, with all these different creatures and different um, different aliens, different species. There's still uh, prejudice towards robots, androids. An alien says, you know, he doesn't like you um, to Luke. And Luke's like, well, sorry. And Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, takes the guy's arm off and abandoned people, like the creatures, look. They only look or pause for a second and then all the music dies and everyone just looks away. So you gather this is a place that's quite rough. Um, Chewbacca says he's first mate on a ship. Well, he, he just talks and growls. And Ben says, oh, he, he's first mate on a ship. Then we meet Han Solo, Captain Ben captain of the Millennium Falcon that made the Kessler run in less than 12 parsecs. Uh, apparently he found a shortcut. We'd, and Ben says, you know, we'd like to avoid, uh, like to avoid the Imperials. And he, he says, who's going to, well, who's going to fly it, kid? I liked Han Solo. Yeah. I, I, I hope I see more of him in the second one because I felt I didn't see as much as him as I would have liked. The Stormtroopers, um, 17,000. Oh, yeah. Um, 
those guys must must really be desperate. That's how much they pay him. The hand solo. And he's like, this could really sort me out. You gather he's a bit of a he's a bit of a jackal lad. He, he owes money. Um an alien subtitles, you know, where you go in solo, and it's Greedo. And he tells tells Jabber I've got his money. And Greedo's like, Oh, he's got he's put a price on your head. Uh luckily I'm here to kind of collect the money. And you see Hans is uh, like a charming rogue. He shoots him before the guy can shoot him. Um, he says, there's a price on your head. Every bounty hunter will be looking for you before he shoots him, obviously. And he says to the bartender, oh, sorry about the mess. He throws him a coin and just strolls out. The mind probes failed on Leia. Leia Princess Leia, um, Darth Vader reports. And they set course for Alderaan to show the power of this new... Death Star, so they are on the Death Star. Um, then we see come out, come out of their solo, and Jabba's outside the Millennium Falcon, and Hans is a smuggler. And you can see this is the, the 2003-2004 version. The CGI was very, very ropey in this part. I gathered the CGI Jabba the Hutt as like a big slug instead of a guy, and restored this deleted scene, and. Luke has to, or not Luke, um, Hans kind of steps on his back and round him and it, oh, the CGI is terrible. And you think, no, you should have just left it out. Oh, left it as a guy? I don't mind if he's called Jabba the Hutt, if he's a big guy, don't bother me. Luke sees the Millennium Falcon and says, oh, what a piece of junk. Then the, uh, what they're called, stormtroopers attack the, the Millennium Falcon and Hans is like, Chewie, get us out of here. The triangular Imperial ships chase them. But Hans is clever. He jumps to hyperspeed. No, not hyperspeed. Light speed, sorry. In the Death Star. In not the Death Star, Jesus. He jumps to light speed in the Millennium Falcon. We're back on the Death Star. Um, Grandmaster uh, Tarkin is. She's uh, Leia says to Mark Governor Tarkin, still holding Vader's leash. And he says, Princess Leia, before your execution, where's the rebel uh, Where's the rebel base? And I, I've written down everyone acts the, the damn socks off to do. Then we see that they're, they're at Alderaan. And he says, tell me, essentially, tell me where the rebel base is or I'm going to destroy Alderaan. She says that it's on Tatooine. And then he's just like, right, you may fire when ready. And they destroy Alderaan with a Death Star. Obi-Wan feels a disturbance in the Force. Chewie's a Wookiee. The droids are playing um, galactic chess. Luke's training with a lightsaber. And Hans is very sceptical. He's never seen any um, proof of the Force. Ben, uh, Obi-Wan, uh, blindfolds Luke. And Hans, Solo's unconvinced. He's like, oh, I'll call it luck. They're coming up on Alderaan. They drop out of light speed and there's just rocks. that It's not there anymore. The rebels get to Tatooine. The rebel base has been abandoned. And they're like, right, Terminator immediately. They see a TIE fighter heading for that small moon. With no one aboard. Huh? I don't know. Yeah, sorry. So the Millennium Falcon, we see a TIE fighter heading for that small moon. 
and the thing oh there's no one on it what is this is a decoy no 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 i've missed out a bit here this is what happens when you're enjoying the film so much you don't write down what happened i remember what happened they get trapped by the tractor beam on the, the Millennium Falcon gets drawn in with his TIE fighter. They end up on the Death Star. They realise it's not a moon. They search the Millennium Falcon and find out there's no one there. And Darth Vader's like, check the whole ship. I sense a presence. Which is obviously Obi-Wan, his old master. Who um, hands they've been hiding with the, the deck of the, of the Millennium Falcon. Ben says a great line to Hans. He says, "Who's more foolish, the fool or the one who or the one who follows him?" Hans is like, "I prefer a straight fight to all this sneaking around." Obi Wan goes and says to Luke, "The Force will be with you always," and he's gone off to try and deactivate the tractor beam so that they can escape. Luke and Hans clash, which I quite liked. They've got different personalities completely. Luke's more quieter and reserved. Hans Solo's more happy-go-lucky. R2-D2 says Princess Leia is here. Hans. Yeah. I don't know what I mean by that. This is what I mean when you join the film so much you start writing incoherent sentences like Hans is like princess. Don't know what that means. Hans, the the, the old man, uh, Hans, Hans Solos is the old man, Ben, wants us to wait here. Luke's like, no, they're going to kill her. Hans Solos like, oh, better her than me. And Luke's like, she's rich. And Han's like, rich? And his ears perk up. Good acting by Harrison Ford. Uh, Darth Vader's walking around. And Han Solo they, and Luke, they try and find a way to where she's held in the cells. And they have to take out a lot of guards. And there's a part where the, he tries to radio through another compartment saying, oh, everything's fine, don't worry. Um, don't send anyone down here. Uh, we've had a leak. Let Give us a bit of time to sort it out. And that, that was brilliant. I thought that was really funny because he just doesn't know what to say and he's terrible at it. And I read some of the trivia that apparently that that was, it wasn't scripted. They just said to Harrison Ford, right, you just make it up as you go along, which I quite liked. Um, Darth Vader realises Obi-Wan's here. There's been a tremor in the force. Vader tells Tarkin. They have to shut down one of the doors and... Luke says, you've cut off our only escape route. Oh, no, Leia says, you've cut off our only escape route. And Hans is like, maybe you'd like to go back in, into your cell, your highness. And Leia, the, there's a shootout between, between them all and the stormtroopers. And Leia grabs a gun. I think Hans' gun and shoots a great and says, everybody get in. Hans is like, what are you doing? She's like, someone's got to save us. And they go down this garbage chute. Hans is like, get an A big furry off to um to chew Chewie and he says, I don't care what you smell. And they end up in this garbage chute. And this is what I liked about Leia. She she's a strong character. She clearly, I mean, she's she survived the mind probe, she didn't give anything away. She lied to them about it, a rebel base that had already been abandoned. She's very brave and she jumps into action as well. Um which I liked. Good, strong character. They end up in this garbage uh, sludge between like four walls, and an eye pops up. Luke's pulled under by by tentacles. The walls start closing in, 
And I was reading the trivia, and apparently there was a part where Mark Hamill, they were reshooting it, and Mark parts of it, and Mark Hamill said, oh, my hair's supposed to be wet. I've been underwater. And Harrison Ford said to him, kid, it's not that kind of film. If they're looking at your hair, we're, we're all in real trouble. Um, C-3PO and R2-D2 are in this other compartment whilst all this is going on, trying to keep them safe. And they say, oh, uh, see, I haven't written it down again because I was enjoying it that much. The walls start closing in because it's a garbage compactor. Looks like they're going to die. And then C-3PO um, saved, and R2-D2 saved them by overriding the mechanism. And Luke's like, we're all right, we did it. And it bonds them together. You can see like Lou, Hand and Leia Hogan. Nothing bonds characters together like getting out of a life and death situation. And Hans is, is really still really snipey. They're both quite snipey with each other. He says, if we avoid any more female advice, we might get out of here. And Leia's like, right, listen up. From now on, you take orders from me. And it, it's a good, healthy battle of the sexes. It really is. Both strong characters. Both got their own ideas. Um, Obi-Wan is deactivate. I always said he's, he's deactivating something because I've forgotten it's the tractor beam. And... Hans runs at all these stormtroopers, then he, he runs back away. Vader and Obi-Wan have a lightsaber battle. Vader's got his red lightsaber, Obi-Wan's got his blue lightsaber. And Vader says, I've, I've been waiting for you. The learner is now the master. And Obi-Wan's like a master of evil. He says, if you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Obi-Wan smiles and lifts his lights, smiles when he sees Leia and... Um, Ben reunited, uh, Ben, Leia and Luke reunited. He smiles, he lifts up his lightsaber and he struck down. And I thought, why? I don't understand why he sacrificed himself. There's no remains or anything, just a cloak and the lightsaber on top. Luke here sees this, but he, he hears and he's devastated. He hears Ben's voice in his, what we think in his, in his, in his head saying, run Luke, run. And Luke they get away on the Millennium Falcon. Luke sat desolate. Leia puts a cloak around him. And hand, Hans Solo comes and says, you know, come on, buddy. Um, and they're trying to kind of reassure him. So there's been a real change in the dynamic between Hans and Luke. And they've already been through a lot together. We see Vader and Tarkin. And they, they say, are oh, you sure the homie Bigman is, is on their ship? Princess Leia's already worked this out. She says, they're tracking us. They let us go. She's clever. She's no damsel in distress. That's for, that's for certain. Um, Hans is like, I'm in it for the money, sister. And there's a really, really funny bit where Hans, Solo, and Luke are talking. And Luke, uh, Hans says, do you think a princess and a guy like me? And Luke cuts him off. He's like, no. That really made me laugh. Um they land at a rebel um at, at a rebel base they download the death star plans tarkins track them you see the pilots being uh, the the rebel pilots being briefed um about maneuvering down this trench that's two meters wide there's a thermal uh two meters thermal exhaust part links to the reactor system um it's shielded but we can we can use um i can't remember what i've put written there photon no they're using these small ships, uh, spaceships to get down there. And I realized it was like trying to hit a bullseye um, as someone's, you know, as you're speeding towards the dartboard in a, in a sports car type of thing. 
because I've read, like I said, you know things about films, unfortunately, before you watch them, I'd read there was a lot of criticism that why would they build in this inherent weakness in this whole design? But it did make sense to me. I was happy with it. And um, Hans is he's like, you've got your reward. You, uh, and he says, he, I'm going. Him and Luke are arguing this. And he says, look, look, kid, attacking that battle station is suicide. And Luke says, take care of yourself, Hans. That's that's what you're best at. And he's quite annoyed. And Hans says to Luke, Luke, may the force be with you. And he goes off in the Millennium Falcon with Chewie. Um, and Luke Skywalker, he, he becomes one of the pilots, one of the fighters, because they're so short of pilots. But I love the fact that because he's not trained or anything, one of the guys says to him, are you sure you can handle this? And he meets one of his mates from his home planet. I gather that there was a, like a deleted scene somewhere. Um, R2-D2 is going and he says to C-3PO, be careful, you wouldn't want my life to become boring, would you? So there, you know, you see their relationship. Um, as Luke's in the, in the fighter, he hears a, a voice saying, you know, Luke, the force will be with you. Ben's voice. And I thought there was some CGI thrown in here to, to widen the scale of the film, the original, like, low budget of it. And Luke's Red 5, he's in an X-Fighter. The great model shots of the Death Star. And the small fighters managed to evade the blasters. The Rebel base is, is due to fire on... Uh, Sorry, the, the Death Star is due to be in position to fire on the rail base in like less than seven minutes. Luke hears a voice, but Obi-Wan saying, I trust your feelings. And I love the way that the ships moved and the way that the, the fighting was. And that, apparently it was based upon um, Second World War fighters. And a lot of the times in space films, um, the ships just move you know, very, very straight. They don't fly as such. And they're doing this, which I really enjoy. Um, Luke isn't perfect. He, he needs saving by somebody. I like the fact that in a lot of these films, if someone just gets thrown, oh, they're amazing. Well, they wouldn't be. They haven't done years of training on the aircraft, years of training on manoeuvres and formations. That added a, uh, an element of realism to it. Um, Darth Vader flies in in a, in a, a prototype TIE fighter because you need to differentiate him. Um, Tarkin's told... We know what they're going for. There's a risk, but he refuses to evacuate. And they have a couple of shots at it. They're all negative hits. The rebel base is um, a minute away. They're about to fire. Luke goes in full speed, which is a risk because if they can't pull up in time, they'll smash it at the end of the trench. It's this brilliant build-up attention. You hear Ben saying, use the fast Luke, let go. And he disables his target computer. Vader is chasing them down and kills a lot, kills his mate in one of the ships, fires him down. And the f he says, Oh, the force is strong with this one. R2D2 is hit by Vader's fire because he's on the back of Luke's uh, starship. I'm not sure why. A fighter, I'm not sure why he's on the back. Um, like I said, I will be watching it again. So, um, the rebel base is in range, and Tarkin's like, You may fire when ready. There's nothing more chilling than somebody giving orders to kill thousands or millions in a very calm voice. You know, there's no shouting. There's, this is also something I've heard of the criticism of the later films from my friend, because I've not seen them yet. 
that the villains in the newer films, as in uh, the last decade or so, um, they shout all the time. And if you shout, you've lost control. Anyway, um, don't want to get into all that. I don't know enough yet. <laughs> um, he fires. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It looks like Vader's about to kill Luke, shoot him down. Then the Merlin Falcon flies in and Hans is whooping and he, he hits Vader and the other fighter and Vader's ship spins away with Vader alive and off into space. And of, of Luke hears the Ben's voice again saying, remember the Force will be with you always. Luke lands. Then you see Hans, Chewie and Luke walk to a stage. Uh, Leia presents them all with an award. Hans winks at her. R2-D2 is being repaired. C-3PO hugs him. Everyone cheers. The crowd cheers. And that they've triumphed. And the film ends there with the, the brilliant theme music. And it was... I, I, I just want to finish this review um, by saying to my friend, you were right. And yeah, I get it now. I get it. If you could um, review this film on Podchit, not film, I mean, you can review this film if you want. Plenty of people out to cracker. Well worth watching. Even if you've always never fancied it, like I've never fancied it, truly just never, never really fancied it. No, nah, I don't want to watch it. I, I've, I've watched things in the past that were meant to be amazing and they've let me down. I, just, I don't want to be let down. Um, oh, this won't let you down. Give it a watch. If you can review this podcast on podchaser.com, you can also um, send me a message or any request to the Instagram page. Um, review it yourself, uh, podcast 2021. What else? Yep, thank you for listening. So that was a very important one. Thank you for listening. You can... Uh, what's, the, what's the word? You can recommend this to um, your mates. Um, if, you, if, if you could do, you can also recommend it to your enemies if you didn't like it. Um, although if you've got this far in with not enjoying it, you must love Star Wars. Um, so I will be back with a review of The Water Diviner starring Russell Crowe, directed and uh, directed by and starring uh, Russell Crowe. So join me for that one. Cheers. <laughs>